On this bonus episode of Common Mystics, we share our thoughts and experiences using spells and rituals in our everyday life. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are Common Mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places. And today we're talking about spellcasting. You've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. I, I have been because I the story that we bring to this it makes me laugh when I think about it. It makes me laugh out loud very hard all the time. You know, I'm glad we're doing this because I think that a lot of people might have some connotations about spell work that maybe, I don't know, may, that we certainly don't, you know, subscribe to. Do you know what I mean? True. I think even the terminology, spellcasting, spell work, Mm -hmm. seems very charged. But reality, uh, as a Catholic, I believe that Catholicism is rich with spellcasting, right? Right. Like grandma, right? She was an earth magic practitioner, but did not call herself that. No, she never would have said that she does magic or spells or anything, but she completely 100% did. A hundred percent. But she also went to church every day and prayed to God, Jesus, and the Blessed Mother every day. I really believe that Grandma thought that spellcasting was a a very deliberate ritual invitation of allowing the saints and angels and um, the Holy Spirit to work on her behalf. I agree. She was she was doing spells and magic and rituals, although she would never use those terms. Never. She was calling God and the saints and the Holy Spirit into her life. Like, that's why she did it. Exactly. And that's yeah. why we do it. Exactly. Yes. And that's exactly why we do it. That's the way we look at it. So we do it for, for good reason, I think. Honestly, doing spell work and ritual work, there's a couple reasons why I do it in my own life. Okay. It's for a schedule. Like sometimes like- For a schedule? Yes. It it gives me a sense of structure, a schedule. Like as the the time of year, you're kind of thinking like, okay, this is springtime. This is like May Day. This is bringing about life. And then in summer, you're at the, the peak of- of okay. daylight, that kind you know what I mean? Like it keeps a schedule for me. It also keeps, it keeps a structure around my prayer. It helps me to focus my intent. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people get caught up on spells, witchcraft to be a little more direct because they believe that there are people out there who use spells and witchcraft to harm or to control or to do really negative things. I believe that people do use all types of things at their disposal to do negative things. You don't have to manipulate someone by a spell. You can make manipulate someone by a smile. Right. By a narrative. right? Right. Exactly. I'm with you 100%. So just to be clear, you and I, that's not what we do. Uh, When we do spells, it's it's not about harming someone or controlling someone. It's more bringing in, calling that light, calling that goodness, God, creator, to us for a specific purpose. Uh, Full disclosure, I do not believe in any way, shape, or form hurting someone just to hurt them. I don't believe in controlling someone just to control them. I believe that that's everyone's free will. And I also believe in a real way of karma. So mm-hmm. I don't do it in spellcasting. I don't do it in my everyday work. I certainly wouldn't do it with the elements. That's just not me. Right. So I just wanted to get that out there that... No, you know, totally. Because people like, would I, hear this. Right. Because, you know, I think that's legit. It can be scary because there are people out there who do use magic with a K at the end for nefarious purposes. And that's not what we do. And also we don't just like we don't associate with people like that, like in our everyday lives. Like those are for not sure. our friends, people who are, are like, you know, manipulative and controlling and negative people. The same is with this spiritual work. Exactly. Those aren't our people. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. We're about being good and feeling good and bringing in the love. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, some people, including myself, 
might think that spells have to be complicated and you have to like find the eye of newt right or like some kind of weird you know the fur of a black dog you know to be able to do some some uh, spells first of all there was a spell that you and i were researching that needed the fur of a black dog and the fur of a black cat and we both had them it was the cutest thing on earth it was the cutest thing so don't knock that no i agree When I am doing spell work for myself, I tend to be very, very minimal. But for some reason, I get very over the top when I'm doing it for other people. (laughs) I'm like bringing in everything, which is a problem. It's a problem. It's like Jill, edit. Yeah. We don't edit Jill. I think, I think that's just generally speaking, Jill edit. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get a mug and a t-shirt. And when we're, we're recording, I'm just going to be like, um, wrap it up. Yeah. Chill edit. edit. Well, you really don't need that because I can tell by your face the the, the way that you look at me, and then the hand movement about the moving hand along, wrap it, up. it along. No, seriously. But I think sometimes that the most powerful spells slash rituals are the simplest. I agree, hundred percent. And I I just want to like call our attention to one that's so easy, and it's one where you're bringing the white light in. You love this. I do this is, love this. This is like your thing. This is. This, this is go-to Jennifer spell. It's 100%. And I wouldn't even call it a spell. But – and just – I'm using the word spell and ritual can, kind of interchangeably throughout this conversation. Sure. Um, but, yeah, the white light. Very, very simply, to call the power, the the good power of the universe, God's power, God's love, the power of the creator, whatever you want to call it, to bring it into you, really all you need to do is visualize the white light of heaven shining down into your heart or into your home or really into any space or any location. I picture it starting from my head chakra and then moving down my chakras and just emanating from my person. Right. That's another way to do it. So Mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with this simple visualization to invoke goodness, love, and just general positive energy. And that's one you can do from anywhere, no matter where you are. And from a Christian standpoint and from like a Catholicism standpoint specifically, when I do the white light ritual, I picture the sacred heart of Jesus and the white light emanating from his heart. And that's what's encompassing my being. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of that right now on my wall as I'm talking to you. I'll post it on Facebook with this episode so that people can see what I'm talking about. Because it's very Christian. It's not. It is. It's very Catholic. it's, it's, It's Christ. So. That checks that box. (laughs) It is Christ. (laughs) Okay. When you look online or if you research spells, what you might notice, what I noticed, is that oftentimes you do a spell either to bring something to you and to your life, such as success, love, strength, confidence, etc., or to let something go or to banish something from you or your life. Ebb and flow of life. Like letting go of fear, negativity, and an ex-love. So those are two just general themes that you will often find with spells. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? No, I told like did you hear me? I said I was I said it's the ebb and flow of life. Either something's coming to you or receding away. Exactly. And so you can find spells or rituals to perpetuate that energy. Like the moon cycles. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Bringing it all together. All right. So I have one and I want to go over it with you and I want to see what you think of this one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm totally ready. Okay. So I went to spells8.com. And I found a spell for letting go of feelings that you might have for an ex. Okay. Even the cringy feelings? I mean, all feelings, like any sort of feelings. I I think this one is actually like getting rid of like if you're still like – Hung up on it? Yes. And you know you need to move on. I honestly think if you're still cringing, which I do, I think of like I have post-traumatic stress like memories when it comes to an ex and I totally feel myself, oh, I'm like, oh, God. So if like the little burn of vomit bubbles in your throat, I think that this would be a good one too. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So it goes like this. Um, Take a piece of paper and write the full name of the person that you're trying to forget or let go of. Gotcha. Fold the paper several times, like in half and then in half and then in half until it's super small. And as you do it, empty your mind and ask your higher self to let go of that person and release them forever. And then say the following chant out loud. I release you and I decree it's the best for you and me. I love a good chant. I do. I love a good chant. Then take that paper that you folded into a tiny little square and place it under the main door of your home. Mm. And then the following morning, take the paper outside away from your home and bury it somewhere like in a forest or somewhere far from where you where you live. And this act symbolizes release and liberation for both you and your ex. I love a good chant and I love a good berry. If you're burying something, I love it. <laughs> I do. I love it. We've we've had success with burying. It's true. I yes. really do like it. Okay, so what do you think of this spell in particular, Jill? Like, do you like this spell? I love it. I think it's simple. I mean, if I were really going to do this for myself, I would get a lighter and burn something too. Mm-hmm. I would like either let the ashes flow into the breeze or bury it. Mm. Um, okay. I really do like this spell. Like I said, you can't go wrong with a good chant because it really focuses your energy. I like it too. I like it that it's simple. I like that, like you just said, it's easy to make it your own in little mm. ways. And that's a lot of what we do is we take a spell that someone else like prescribes and we'll change it and we will make it our own. And I think that adds power to it. 100%. And what do you think of using this for letting go of other things besides your feelings for an ex? I would do this about my self-sabotage mm. behavior. I would mm-hmm. do this about my own hangups with with um, specific things that, that I may be holding on to in mm-hmm. my life, like an argument with my older sister when she was like especially mean, <laughs> really? something like that. I'm really, just, no, Jill? really. really? I'm, I'm half kidding, but you know okay. what I mean, like holding on yeah. to hurt Yes. 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 Hurt. Sometimes it's hard to let go of hurt or negative feelings. I like it too. I honestly think a lot of spell work is very vulnerable because you have to be very clear about how you're feeling, what's provoking feelings in you, and what you want to get rid of. This work is not to get rid of a person. Right. This work is to get rid of the way your feelings are impacting your growth about that situation. I am so glad you said that because that's where the power is. Because whatever you want in life is is it's up to you and what you're holding in your heart. And so yes. you wanting to let go of whatever's holding you back. And that's the only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's very vulnerable, yes. very vulnerable, very specific, and right. knowing that it is up to you. And this energy work, this ritual, this spell is just to help you in that direction. Love it. Yes, thank you. And also, if you are finding yourself doing spells or being attracted to spells to get rid of someone else or change something about someone else, that is a huge red Uh -uh. flag. Do not Uh -uh. go there. That is not what this is about. And always remember the rule of three. Whatever you put out into the universe comes back to you threefolds. Remember that. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Good talk. Good talk. (laughs) So I found another one. I found another one I want to talk about. Tell this me. spell was from Llewellyn.com. I like and, the name. Yeah, I know. It's cool. And it is also a letting go spell. This one is specific to letting go of grief of losing someone or something. Mm. Okay. So for this one, you draw a bath and sprinkle in lavender and comfrey. I didn't know what comfrey was, but I looked it up. It's a plant. Okay. You're going to set your space with white candles Mm. and burn copal, which is an incense. So you're going to burn incense such as copal to help with the healing process, or you could light some sandalwood incense. So they give you some options. Then you soak in your tub 
with your candles and your incense, relaxing your muscles and your heart, focusing on the release of tension, all tension you're releasing, breathing in compassion and forgiveness as you work through your loss, and breathing out unnecessary holding. And as you breathe out, use sound to help let go. You know what I mean by that? Yes. Okay. Like a dramatic. Yeah. Mm Yes. When you're done, get out of the tub and take a little bit, like a cup full of water, bath water. I mean, get dressed first. And then take this cup of bath water outside your house and pour it into the soil behind your house. Then come back inside and drain the bath after you have done this. Okay, thoughts? Um, Again, I would make this a little bit my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How so? Well, the la- I wouldn't do the comfrey because I'm not familiar, but I would Agreed. use... I would use lavender. Mm-hmm. I would use the white candles. I would also use lavender scent candles. Why not? Sure. I would use, um, I would bring in my heart chakra stone, so like my rose quartz, okay. and put it around the bathtub. Like it. I would soak, but this is the thing about grief. I'm weird when it comes to grief, okay? <sighs> grief, first of all, is the worst like truly the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. And part of me about this is more about healing healing that hurt that you have in your heart, like that physical hurt. But I also think part of this should be like relaxing, but also taking a bit of your loved one or whatever loved, beloved thing or person that you had lost and keeping that peace with you. So I maybe earlier when we were discussing different spells, we were talking about why pour some of that in the backyard as opposed to just letting it down the drain. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a way to honor and mm. say that the peace of, of you that I still love is still close to me mm-hmm. in some way. You know what I mean? I do. I see that. I think for me, this is about letting go of the hurt and the pain, not letting go of the person because you want, you know, the person, the good things to stay. You're just letting go of like your grief, that heartache, the literal heartache. It's literally hard for me to distinguish my grief because like you and I talk about, a lot of our grief manifests when we're laughing. That's and true. it's that laughing that feels good. So I do. I like this. I like this as a way of healing. Mm-hmm. But when I heal, I feel like I'm bringing my the spirit closer to me as opposed to letting it go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I I'm like still, that. You know what I mean? I'm still yeah. in the 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 grief stage. Like I don't. I want to. I want to insulate myself with that love. Yeah. And then I don't know how to separate the grief like, from the, it yet. You know I what I mean? It. Yeah, I know exactly. Fat. To cut the fat from the steak. Yeah. I like this spell as more of a, like an, almost like an unclenching sort of, you know what I mean? Like when you, Mm -hmm. when you're holding on to grief, it's like you're, you're physically tense and you're holding it. I like Mm -hmm. this as a way to just open, just open up, open your heart. I agree that it's, for me, it doesn't resonate as a letting go spell, Mm -hmm. but more of a just relax in the moment, you know, relax in the moment and release the grief. Maybe it's more of a surrendering into the moment. That's the right word. Yeah, like a surrendering into the fact that this person or your beloved had transcended in a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just releasing... Or just honoring that transition and just – when you said unclenching, you really threw me off because I thought of my butt during a massage. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Because you have to actively like release your butt cheeks when someone's res- massaging them. <laughs> Jennifer, you know I mean. You did the whole hand thing and I would, that's what I thought of. Sorry. Okay, Jill. You can cut it if you want, but I think it would resonate with people that get massages. <laughs> All right, next spell. This is one that you have done before. I love this spell. Okay, this one is from greenwitch.ca. So it's the green witch or greenwitch.ca, meaning she's in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, so our Canadian friends. Got it. 
And um, you actually you actually have found other spells that you use from the Green Witch. I really like her. And okay, I cool. sent her um, a note via her website, and she was really responsive, very sweet. Nice. I really do like it. She's a great resource, and she's very um, responsive. So look okay. her up, greenwitch.ca. So for this one, you would do if you lost a pet. Mm. You go outside to a crossroads or a T-intersection. Face west and say, Guardians of the West, hear my plea. Bring your pet's name back to me. Then call out your pet three times in the way that you would normally call your pet. For example, come here, Fido. Right? Turn clockwise and repeat steps one and two facing north first, then east, and last south, substituting each direction in the chant. Then take three backward steps from the crossroads in the direction of your home and say, as I will, so it be. Then turn around and go home. I did it. I did it at night when my neighbors were sleeping. Okay. Who did you lose? Who did you lose? Jinxie, my little Jinxie puss. He, Chad, I moved in with Chad. Yes. He was my, he was my son. (laughs) The inspiration for the Common Mystics logo. Yes, he was a beautiful baby black cat, and he was the cat that grandma had put a spell on, remember, yes. when she, mm-hmm. like, to never wrapped him you. around. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine my surprise, three days after moving to the country, his ass was gone. <laughs> <laughs> what spell did grandma put on him again? What did she do? She, I, when he was I a mean, kitten, honestly, right? It, he was a kitten, and it was in Polish, but she did some shit. She, <laughs> she took the cat from me. And put it above her head like Zimba, and uh-huh. then bowed at the waist and wrapped him around, chanting something in Polish like a figure eight around her ankles, picked him back up, made eye contact with him, and then handed him to me. And she said, now he'll never leave you. Uh-huh. So, I love it. I know. So, but he, he was lost. He was lost. Grandma was still alive. This was probably like 2007, 2008. I'm living in Michigan, and my little city cat, Jinxie, who's never been outside before, is now exploring the wilderness of Michigan. And he's gone for like three days, and I am a hot mess. It was actually – I have to tell you, I – Chad was going to work, and Jinx was gone, and I was sitting on my couch. This is day two. He was gone since Sunday, so this was like a Tuesday. This was Tuesday, and I got on my hands and knees on the floor, and I started banging on the floor. I want my cat. I want my cat, and I'm crying hysterically, and I hear clear as day out of nowhere my aunt's voice, our Aunt Jeannie's voice, and I hear all this for a cat. And I was so embarrassed that <laughs> I like. Jeannie had I, passed away at that point. Yes. Jeannie passed away in 2004. And so I was so literally embarrassed. And I was like, fun. And I sat down. <laughs> so I was like, I have to figure something out. So mm. I did the research and I found this spell. And I waited at night. And I and I went to the little T intersection right in front of my house. And mm-hmm. I did it. And that was Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, Jinxie jumped in the window and came home. Aww. Well, I'm glad so, this worked for you. Mm-hmm. It's quite traumatic. You also do some spells related to your work. I do. What spells <laughs> do you do related to your work as a recycling broker? What is this? Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no, oh because some people might find this helpful. I know, but my colleagues listen, so. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to not talk about it? No, I just, I think it's funny, but I mean, they're not going to be surprised. They're like, that makes sense. That checks out. (laughs) So I, um, I have a book of Psalms and how to use them in rituals. I love a good old book that you can flip through looking for a Psalm to help you through an intention. So Mm -hmm. um, Psalm 122 verses seven through nine, I wrote on a piece of parchment, not just paper, but parchment, and I keep it in my wallet. And I do that all the time. And I think about it every time I like do cold calling or I'm hitting the road for work. But in the mornings, if I have to generate more business for my boss and he wants me to like hit the phones, I will light a green candle. I will visualize, I'll center my mind around the candle and I will visualize bringing money or corrugated bales to my (laughs) boss's office. (laughs) 
<laughs> like in my mind's eye, I'm like opening the door and these bales of corrugated are coming through or like money falling. Oh, Lord. And I repeat verse seven of Psalm 122 over and over and over again. What, until is, like, what is verse seven? Oh, you're going to make me look it up. Oh, I thought you knew it. Don't look it up. I thought you no, knew I it. I have it right here. I think I know it, but I want to get it right. It's like prosper within your house and something. Peace within thy walls and prosper within thy palaces. Nice. Yeah, and you just focus on that over and over and over again. And actually, that very phrase you and I used in another spell we did for a friend of ours. Shall we talk about that one? (sighs) It's my favorite story. (laughs) It's my favorite modern it's a good Jennifer and Jill mess around. <laughs> you know what? Um, we made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> we made a lot of mistakes on this one. It's rude. So uh, <laughs> Charlotte is a, is a friend of ours. She's a good friend of ours. She's a really good friend of ours. And she is allowing us to share the story, by we the way. Asked. We, we, we did ask, and I was reluctant to talk about it, but she said it Jennifer was okay. Jennifer still doesn't want to talk about it, but I think <laughs> you'll find later why. <laughs> okay, so Charlotte is a really good friend. She lives in uh, Chicagoland. She grew and, up with us in the Chicagoland area. And at the time when this story occurs, she was living with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jill and I were visiting her in Chicagoland. We were catching up, and she drops a bombshell, and she says that she wants to break up with her boyfriend, Ron, but she's afraid. She's afraid of him, like, physically. Like, well, she doesn't know Well, we didn't he's... know that at first, that she was afraid of him physically. She just she... asked us, hey, can you help me do a spell? I want to break up with my boyfriend. But she's afraid of him. But she's afraid of him. Right. Yeah, she doesn't know how he's going to react. And we're right. like, well, what do you mean? How would he react? Like, just break right. up with him. Bye. Right, and exactly. Because you and yeah. I are like, well, what's the problem? Just, like, kick him out and be like, it's over, right? Like, this is your apartment, right? Right. Like, Bye. you don't need a spell for this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need a spell for this. Like, just do it. And then she says, well, he hit me. And she showed us on her phone. She showed us photographs that she took on her phone of the bruises so so that changed everything now i'm turned up to an 11 (laughs) i mean honestly that was that was the that was all we had to hear we were like we were in after that we're like okay this motherfucker he's going down yeah stand back like, all of our powers are going into this now since you have, like, poured gasoline on this whole request. Like, mm-hmm. it's happening, and it's happening in the biggest and most dramatic way possible. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. like, that That was not not on not my watch. Not exactly. on my watch. For real. Exactly. So, so of course. So, so you, yeah. you, obviously, you don't live in Chicagoland, and you did then. All, your library of like Wiccan materials, reference books, were at home. So you call your husband, and you're having him like go through, and he knows nothing about what he's looking for. You you have him going through book after book, taking pictures of pages, and, and texting them to you. <laughs> he's a good man. He didn't even ask questions. He was just like, "Why?" I'm like, "Just do it." Like, what are you girls doing? <laughs> Shut up and text me page forty-seven, right? You don't need to know. Less you know, the better, right? <laughs> anyway, so you put together this spell. Okay, can you stop it? Because I just want to tell you, yes, yes, it was a little complicated. But a I was so completely incensed on the fact that he physically hurt my friend, who uh-huh. I loved. Right. And now I felt like in the moment of not rational Jill brain, but like full on bear Jill, like the Hulk, like I literally <laughs> hulked out. And now I was going to create a spell right. that was going to protect her in solid ways. And in my incensed hulkish mind, I'm like, that means we're throwing everything at it. We're getting the fire involved. Right. We're getting the moon involved. Right. We're, we're, we're burying we're, shit. Yeah, we're burying, we're right, chanting. Here we go. All right. <laughs> we got all the prongs out for this so, one. So you you write out this spell, and here here's what it involved. 
four white candles burning at the corners of a square drawn on the floor. I was invoking the the directions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Salt sprinkled around the perimeter of the square. Protection. protection. It was a a protection spell. Mm -hmm. Then Charlotte would sit in the center of the square and write down a personal intention on a slip of paper while you and I, the two of us, were chanting a psalm from the Bible over and over and over again. Charlotte would have a photograph of her and Ron, and she would cut the two of them apart with scissors. After she was done writing her intention, she would burn the intention and Ron's photo, the one that was cut away from hers, in a little pot or cauldron on the floor, along with a lock of Ron's hair. More on Mm -hmm. this later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I stand by everything. (laughs) I stand by everything. All the time that Charlotte is doing this, you and I, again, would be standing outside of the square, outside of the salt, chanting that psalm. And the psalm specifically was to have them, the separation between her and him, space between her and him, and binding any negative energy or Anything that can he can come at her. So she's right. bounded with love and protection. Right. When the paper, the picture, and the hair had all burned down to ashes in the little cauldron in the pot in front of her within the salted square on the floor, <laughs> right, in between the four burning candles, mm-hmm. then Charlotte would empty the ashes into a piece of felt, roll up the felt, and tie it with nine strings <laughs> Binding it. Because completion, nine is nine the, number, is the number of completion, right? Come and on. Then, and then anoint it. Anoint it. You don't want anything bad to happen to him. <laughs> with You're just essential go with oils. peace and love. With, with essential oils. Specific essential oils that was like separation, relaxation, right. bringing about good energy. Yep. And then after all that, once we have a little packet of ashes tied up with nine strings and anointed with the holy oil, we would then... Walk to a wooded area and bury it. I love a good burial. I love a good burial. What could happen? What could go wrong? Follow me for more recipes because this, (laughs) this, I was like, I'm a genius right now. This was inspired. And the funny thing was, you like go over this with me and I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Like nothing in (laughs) my head was like, um... Jen, we were really charged. We, we were, were like, really "This charged. is happening." <laughs> we were this so mad, son of a bitch. <laughs> we were we were so mad. It, this was going down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we planned this all out. We made a date to go back to Shar's house. So you you drive back in from Michigan. We go mm-hmm. to Shar's house on a day that she says Ron's going to be out all day. He's not going to be home. We'll have the place to ourselves. And Great. we had most of the ingredients with us, except for the personal pieces, right? The personal pieces, right? Exactly. But we didn't have the pot. We were going to go shopping together to, to buy the pot because we didn't want to ruin a pot. Yeah, exactly. We needed to go to a thrift store to buy an old pot because we were practical. Exactly. So we get to Charlotte's house and we're in her house and we're running around looking for those personal items. We, I mean, she has, I mean, honestly, she has a small apartment, right? And so there is the master bedroom and then there's the office. The best place for this to take place is in her office, right? Correct. In right. the house office or the right. home office. So we're, so we set up as much as we could. We got our salt, we positioned our candles mm-hmm. and then we're like, okay, picture let's find a picture this looks like a good picture right then what did we we needed the hair right we needed the hair so we looked in some really gross places for his hair first of all i was expecting when we wrote this out that we he would we would find his brush and we would just clean his brush and we'd have hair because normal people brush brush their hair right he didn't he didn't use a brush he uses a comb right so there was no hair anywhere. And we were looking in, like I said, some really nasty places. I was like in the shower. It was gross. I don't even want it. But I love her and I did it and I did and I and I don't regret it. Right. So we were problem solving that situation because we needed hair. And then I think I came up with the idea of like, maybe we can use something else that has his essence on it. Like, what would have his essence on it that isn't too nasty, but has like enough of his like nasty? Right. Well, I was thinking a dirty sock because it's like kind of small, but it totally if they was and wearing how a dirty many sock. times do you lose a sock? 
Like all the time. Lose, yeah. If you if you like lose every a sock, weekend. you're not like, oh, someone stole my sock. Right. Someone's it. doing no, a spell on me. No, it's no. like. It happens all the time. All the time. So we're like, hey, Charlotte, you know, if if you stole one of his dirty socks out of the out of your out of the hamper, would he realize it? She's like, no, I do the laundry. It'd be totally fine. Mm-hmm. So you and her are still running around. You're finding photographs that would be suitable to like burn. We're looking for a lighter, things like that. I'm standing in the kitchen. You and Charlotte are like in the master bedroom, and he comes home. Mm-mm. unexpectedly Mm-mm. so i am suddenly like screaming at him i'm talking loudly so you guys can hear that he's home I'm this like, is hey i think i have to stop because i think people don't realize the person you are what do you mean <sighs> jennifer i'm delightful i am <laughs> a delightful yeah, human yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> Jennifer legitimately cannot be deceptive or deceitful <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. It's all over her face. So the fact that Jennifer was engaging with this person in the other room and her voice is getting louder and louder, which in itself is very un- – if it was Char yeah, and I, it would have been – Yeah, so it was like, oh, my God, red alert, this is bad. So anyway. I come into the kitchen. Uh-huh. And oh. Jennifer is talking like <laughs> like a caught teenager who's just been smoking weed and is like walking backwards in like I'm like, what is happening? Hi. Oh hi. I didn't know. Hi. You know what? Stop. That's a true that's true. I, I it's true. I hear you. I agree with what you're saying about the whole deceptive thing. So I'm, bad. I'm the worst liar. It's actually Horrible. embarrassing. Code but- red. So I'm I'm like screaming at him from across the the breakfast bar. Literally, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? It's so good to see <laughs> you." And I'm standing there right in front of the the bar stool. And I look down nonchalantly, and there's a dirty one of his dirty socks sitting right there. So I'm oh like, God. "Oh my god, the jig is up." So I bend <laughs> over you know, and put my elbows on the breakfast bar. And he must have thought that I was like leaning into him, like, like flirty, flirty. It was so nasty. So as I'm like leaning into like the conversation with him, like screaming at him, right? Because I'm all like trying to clue you two in that he was home. I reach underneath the bar and I grab the gross, dirty sock and I stick it in my jeans pocket. I did that. You did it. You took one for the team. I sure did. You really then did. I stand up and you guys come into the to the room and he's like, "Oh, what are you girls up to today?" And we're like, "Oh, we're going for a drive." <laughs> we said we were going shopping because we actually did need to go buy a cauldron or a little pot. <laughs> but more importantly, like, say, "What are you doing home?" Char said you would be out, right? It's such a nice surprise to see you. Where have you been? Oh my goodness! So after like a couple minutes of small talk, we leave. We leave. We get in the car, and I'm in the back seat. Shar is driving. You're in the passenger seat. As soon as we pull away from the house, I'm like, okay, number one, why is he home? And number two, why do I have a nasty ass sock in my pocket right now? Like, Who which left one it? of Yeah, which one of you assholes left the nasty sock in the kitchen on the chair? Exactly. And Shar actually pulled the car over. You two look at each other. And then you turn around and look at me, and I'm like, what did I say? And both of you we go, didn't, we didn't. We didn't get the sock. We didn't put the sock there. You guys didn't put the sock there. I was still, like, shifting through the the remains of a shower drain. You guys actually decided against the sock, like, in mm-hmm. the master bedroom mm-hmm. while I was standing in the kitchen. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So how did that one sock get there? And I will also say it's a clean place. Like there's it not laundry clean. everywhere. It is a clean, picked up, neat home. And that was part of the problem. What was taking Shar and I so long is because everything that we moved, we had to put back. When we were looking for a picture, like a good picture to cut in half, we had to take a picture of it. We had to, we had to like put it back in the frame. We had to print it. It was like a whole thing. So to have like the house look as spotless as it did. Yeah. That was part of the the reason why it took us so long. So in the car, in that moment, when we realized that that dirty sock of his had appeared Mm -mm -mm. right where I was standing while I was talking to him, when you guys had decided a sock wasn't necessary, Mm -hmm. that was like, holy shit. 
this is the green light. Like spirit is telling us you need to do this. And here is the sock. And we are on board. We We are on board. We see you. We hear you. We are on board. Do it. Do it. Exactly. Gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I still can't believe that happened. I know. That is crazy. All right. We go to the thrift store. We find a little pot. We come back. And guess what? He's actually staying in for the evening. (sighs) Curveball. That makes it so much harder. (laughs) Yeah, because um, now we have to – well, we we made a decision right then and there. We're like, okay, oh, my gosh, he's going to be here. Can we do this quietly in the office while he's watching the game? Right. Yeah. Because or should we like reschedule? And we we're like, screw him. You know what I mean? Like we were still off. We're, <laughs> well, this is happening. I live far away. I know. I, I, know. I mean, I can't keep driving back and forth around his game schedule. I know. I got it. So we are like running around the office. We like lock the door. We're whispering. We're getting everything set up. And then we start the spell. Right. I hear you. Okay. So you and I are chanting quietly. We're chanting the spell quietly. And Shar is sitting. She is sitting cross-legged in the middle of our salt square with the burning candles. And she starts to, she's writing and she's cutting and she's burning, right? And we Mm -hmm. had taken that sock and we had cut it up into tiny bits. So she's like feeding the fire fire bit bit by bit with a dirty sock. Okay. And we're chanting and we're watching her. And all of a sudden, I look over, and there is like a 12-inch flame shooting up from this pot. And I'm still chanting, but you and I are like, Charlotte, like... like Our eyes are looking <laughs> wide and nervous. Like, dude, that that is too much fire for this little room. <laughs> like, like, douse it. Like, smother it. Smother it. So we're like... So we're still, we're still chanting, but we're like, smother it. Smother it. So she starts to smother the fire in this little cauldron... And we're chanting and we're chanting and we're what? And all of a sudden, I don't know about you, but I start to feel like a little, <laughs> a little dry throat, like a little coffee, you know? Like there it's are, starting. <laughs> there are literally plumes of black smoke rising up from the floor. So I, Jennifer's like chanting. My but eyes, <laughs> my eyes are like bloodshot and they're starting to water and there's black smoke coming from this pot because Charlotte has smothered the fire and now it's just black smoke. It's just pluming. It's like think Hiroshima from a little pot on the floor, that plume of smoke coming up. So now we're still chanting and Jill goes to the window and she opens the window in this office and she's like taking like, like a piece of like paper and like trying to, to, to wave the the (laughs) smoke out of the room and I'm like, holy shit. I look at the ceiling and there is a fire detector right on the ceiling. So I go into the closet and I see that there's a box fan. I plug it in and I'm holding it above my head, pointed at the smoke detector on the ceiling, just trying to, please God, make it not go off, right? All the mm. while I'm thinking, what the hell are we going to say to him when he tries to open this door? Like, what on earth? What can we tell him we were doing in here? There is no good explanation for any of this. Before we started, when we made the decision, Shar was very clear that that fire detector like goes off if she's in the kitchen making toast. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you were like quick on your feet probably saved us. All right. I don't know how he didn't come to that door, but he didn't. The 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 fire alarm did not go off. The not smoke detector off. did not go off, and I I don't know why it didn't. It should have gone off. Like you it's said 100%. when she burns toast in the toaster in the kitchen, it goes off. There are flames like a few feet they from it. They were straight up. And not but when she smothered it, the room was filled full with smoke. Not only smoke. that, none of the neighbors came over to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> there was black smoke like billowing out of the window. I don't get it. I do not believe that he at least didn't knock on the door. I know. I know. But he didn't. We finished the spell. We clean up. We're still all quiet. We put the furniture back. We, you know, put out all the all the candles. And God. then that's when we we took a walk. We buried the the packet of ashes in the forest, in its forested area. We come back to the apartment. You know, we must have smelled like smoke, but he didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. So then 
Jen and I are in the kitchen and he comes in from the living room where he's watching his TV and he's like, hey, can I get you guys something to drink? And so he's going in the fridge to get us wine. And Jen is like going to reach for the wine glasses. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) what happens, Jennifer? Shut up. You know what happens. (laughs) They don't. Our our listeners would like to know. So as I was looking in the cabinet, the first cabinet I opened did not have wine glasses in it. And as... As she's opening up the cabinets, he's saying to me, "Does that does do you does smell something? smell something funny? Does is that the fridge?" And I'm like, "I don't know." So we open up the fridge. I'm smell. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't smell anything. And he's like, "It's just it smells so weird." And I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe there's something like old in it. I don't know." And I go, turn to Jen, who is taking <laughs> mugs off the cabinet out of the cabinet and reading the mugs so she can avoid looking or because I'm such a bad liar I couldn't make eye contact with him I couldn't even be part of this conversation about what that smell is I wanted to be like you are smelling your dirty ass burning sock that's that smell and you're an idiot (laughs) you're an idiot because we burnt your sock while you're in the next room but instead she's going huh Colorado huh huh this one I, I made in they... Taiwan huh interesting mm. I didn't know mugs were made in Taiwan like it was so <laughs> ridiculous it was so it was bad. so silly but 20 ounces hmm. <laughs> but Jill let me ask you a question like that aside do you think it worked do you think that I, spell worked I, I, okay hold on wait a second because this is really funny later later I drive home you go home like the three of us are on a text chain and the the issue in their relationship had, you know, continued to, you know, disintegrate. And he decides that he's no longer going to sleep in the bed in the bedroom with with her. He's going to sleep in the office. And it wasn't the first time he had slept in the office, but now he's doing this like grand thing like this is my room now. And so he goes and he makes like a bed in the office. And then what did she text us? She said that he said, um, what the hell did you girls do in there? I can't sleep in there. I feel uncomfortable. Mm. So he was sensing that we did something in there, which I think is pretty impressive in and of itself. But it turns Even out. With the, the ridiculousness of it all. It was ridiculous. But they did not stay together. And, and he never hurt her again. He never hurt her again. And it was a clean breakup. So I'd like to think that what we did maybe brought her some protection and maybe, you know, brought her some strength and maybe scared him a little bit into like watching himself. You know, honestly, a couple things. When I think about this situation, I totally could have edited that spell down yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I think so. I think because our intentions to help our friend were so pure and genuine and love and just like to protect her. Um, that I think that we were protected as we were doing the spell. I think so too. And I also want to be really clear, even though we were really pissed off at him, the spell was not at all about hurting him or in any way controlling him at all. And I want to make that really clear. We were bringing Charlotte protection. We were bringing her strength and we wanted a clean break. It had nothing to do with him. So in that sense, I think our intentions were pure and I think that it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. And if you think about it, when we say a clean break, it literally takes a an abused woman, I read somewhere, seven times before she can leave her abuser. So when we say clean break, we mean like her, her not going back and forth. Exactly. It was just, this is done. Exactly. This is done, and I mean it, and to give her that fortitude. So in closing, what do you want our listeners to know if – they are wanting to maybe enrich some of their practices with these kind of spells or rituals. Familiarize yourself with the smoke detectors. <laughs> and your exits. They're sensit- and, and your, your exits. exits. Yes. Never leave a candle unattended. <laughs> no, I think, honestly, I really think that with such the craziness going on in this world right now, I think doing spell work more than ever has given me a focus point is quieted my mind and also makes me feel like I have some say-so in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it again. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have <laughs> shouldn't. to. It shouldn't be complicated. <laughs> it shouldn't be complicated. I mean, I, I will say that 
I understand why some spells are really complicated and have really obscure, difficult to find um, ingredients. And maybe because you got to want it, you got to want it, and it's all you about intention. It. And it, it all mm-hmm. comes back to intention, right? So if your intention is there and it's strong enough and you're motivated enough, you can do spell work just to help focus that energy, right? Because it's all inside you. I think the most important thing to do takeaway I know we're being funny about it but you really shouldn't be doing a a spell when you're emotionally charged you really need to be clear about what you want and make sure that your intentions aren't to hurt anybody even I I I just want to say this I had a client once that worked in the medical field and this person was dating another a colleague and they were dating for a long time they were breaking up or one person ghosted the other and then all of a sudden this person, my client, was like, they did this unethically and now I want to call them in because it's unethical and this affects patients. And I said to this person, I'm like, they were doing this this entire time and it wasn't until you were ghosted that this became an ethical thing, hill for you to die on. Mm. So I just want you to be clear what you're doing and why, mm. right? Right. Because if this was an ethical judgment, it would have been made when the two of you were together. So that's just what I want to leave you with. You really need to be clear why you're doing what you're doing right. and how consistent is your own behavior. Right. You need to really be reflective and be honest with yourself. And that's not always easy. No, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, good talk, Jill. I like this conversation. <laughs> I really enjoyed you reading the coffee mugs. It brings me life. <laughs> it brings me life to think of that situation and you like face in the cupboard, just picking things up, being like, huh. Oh, I want. Well, this is great. I like, I am your sunshine too. All right. Oh, All right. Tell the people where they can find us. Well, you can find us on our website, commonmystics.net. Look us up on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. Or you can listen in on wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. But if you happen to be on Apple, like, subscribe, and leave us a positive review so other people can find us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Good night. Good night.